Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's gonna be an episode about football today. It was exciting because we had a whole weekend full of football, starting with the Thursday game. We had a triple header on Saturday, and then we had the rest of the game Sunday, as well as the Monday night game uh, that's going to be played tonight. Man, but just to start off, you know what I mean? I'm Like, I, like they say, I think I know everything, but I always say I don't know everything, but I know a whole hell of a lot, though. But this was kind of like the writing was on the wall. If you didn't see this coming, then you didn't have your head in the sand for the last two to three seasons. Brandon Staley finally been fired. And that's the Chargers coach for that don't for those that don't know. They took an ass whooping from the Raiders. I think it was 63 to 21. And don't get it twisted. Them 21 was like garbage minutes. Garbage time points, rather. So the game was over. The only negative I would say, man, Raiders, you could have at least got 70. Could have made me and my Broncos feel a little bit better, you know, not to have the only be the only team to have 70, 70 hung on them in the season. But, you know, it was pretty much just, it was pretty much just in the same vein. But like I like to say, ours was at least at the beginning of the season, so we had a chance to turn it around, which we have. We still got some work to do, but we've turned it around. But that right there, that just put literally put the proverbial nail in the coffin. Like he had to be done after that. I mean, I mean, for those that follow me consistently, and if you uh follow me on Facebook, I didn't want him to get back on a plane, and I let that be known. Make him walk from Las Vegas back to L.A. Matter of fact, don't even come back to L.A. Go fly back to wherever you live, because that's how bad it was, and. That's one of my fears. I don't, I, anybody that knows me, I can't stand the Chargers. I hate the Chargers. It's personal with me. It ain't even football. It's, I don't like them at all. They remind me of the Clippers. They might as well be the Clippers in my mind, right? But I felt bad. And again, it was the Raiders. Them is my two arch rivals that I, I mean, other than the Chiefs, it's them two. And it's like, damn. It was just like, that was bad. And this is coming from a person that, see, I can at least say, and this is no disrespect to the Raiders, cause I or Antonio Pierce, rather, I should say. Fuck the Raiders, but Antonio Pierce, I should say, because I like him as a coach, and I do like that direction, speaking as a legitimate football fan. I like the direction, so hopefully he's able to stay on as the head coach and, and continue forward. Mark Davis, that's your right coach. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You stick with Antonio Pierce, and you go forward from there. But, yeah, it just seemed bad. Like, I, I wanted them to get beat that bad, number one, because the Chargers. But it was like there was no defending that. And then when they said Dan Spano said he had enough, that was like, okay, because all the fans, my bro Ace, my cutty Ricky, like all the Charger fans, they always, like, Spanos is cheap, Spanos is this, and this and that. They've been – Saying it for years, and you know, me me being a rival, it's like, yeah, yeah, it could be the ownership, but y'all still the Clippers. Like everybody expects y'all to do a lot, but y'all never do anything, or you get 
so far, and then you fall flat on your face. Basically, the Cowboys of the West. I'm going to get to them on a, in a minute. But, yeah, he out, finally. They fired the GM, too. I mean, they cleaned house. And as great as Justin Herbert is, like, you don't want to waste that talent. Now, of course, they're going to have to – Austin Eckler, I don't know his contract situation. They say he want more money. They always say the ownership is cheap. So we really don't know what's going to happen with that. And then it's just like with the receiving core, if it's not Keenan Allen, it's Mike Williams, it's injuries. Joey Bosa, they might have to move on from him because it's constantly injuries, knick-knack injuries, can never stay healthy. I don't know what the issue is. I mean, I have a theory when it comes to, like, often injured players. And my thing is, players stay injured longer a lot of the times because of the environment they're in, too. I mean, look at Christian McCaffrey. He was with the Panthers, always hurt, always banged up, always this, always that. He ain't been hurt with the Niners. He might be the damn MVP. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Joey Bosa want to play with his brother. I don't know. Maybe he want a new change of scenery. I just feel like some of those injuries that be putting players on air quotes IR and out for the season, they don't really be hurt that long. And I always say this too. There's a thing, you know, you can't play injured, but you can play hurt. I mean, it's a gladiator sport. Sometimes you got to suck it up. You got to tough it out. It just is what it is. And even though that's one of my fierce rivals, the Chargers do got talent. They got hella talent on that roster, on both sides of the ball. And like I said, this goes back two to three years of just bad coaching decisions. And as a coach, you can't let your pride get in the way of the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal in any sport is the W's and L's. Like, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or the year that they they played the Raiders, and if they would have tied with the Raiders, they both would have went to the dance, which is the playoff. They both would have went to the dance, and then they would have played each other in the wild card round the next week. And his pride cost them a playoff berth. And I always say, hey, as long as you got a ticket to the dance, you can dance with anybody in there. You know what I mean? That That's all it takes. But, no, he gets in the podium, the, oh, no, we don't play for ties. Yeah, but you play to make the playoffs, though, regardless of how you get there. I mean, think about it. They've been saying it the whole season. Somebody got to win the NFC South, right? Chances is that team is probably going to be under 500. If they make a run in the playoffs, is anybody going to care? There's been a lot of Super Bowl champions that have won from the last wild card spot. Back when it was six spots, and now it's seven. So we're still in a in a dogfight to the end, so it makes it more exciting. So again, as a coaching, you can't let your pride get in the way of what's really going on. And that's exactly what he did. Now, with that being said, before I get off the Chargers, I believe Kellen Moore should have been the interim head coach. Like, he's been an offensive coordinator for Dallas. He's been, like, you know what I mean? He's 
he's been primed and ready for that position. And for him to be on the staff and they pass him up and go in a different direction, that says a lot because I watched, I literally watched a few games where, like I was saying a little bit ago, the Chargers could have won and they didn't win because of Staley as the head coach overrided whatever Kellen Moore wanted to do. And Kellen Moore oftentimes had Justin Herbert cooking because he has the talent. He's an MVP caliber quarterback, talent-wise. But I was thinking about this, too, late last night, and I'm like, are we going to look back at his career and are we going to kind of say he's like an Aaron Rodgers where we know he can make all the throws, we know he has all the talent, he has the size, he had this, this, that, and the third, and say all that about him, but it's like he didn't win enough. And, yes, organizations matter. You got to – you. You want your organization to be, especially at, at the top of your organization and the general manager and the coach, all, it all has to tie in. It all has to be complimentary football from the top all the way to the players. Like we talk, they talk about like special teams, defense, offense, but it got to be like that from ownership to general manager to coaching as well. So that might just be that situation. You know, I, I think that whole franchise is going to be cursed. Until they go back to San Diego where they belong, because they shouldn't have never left San Diego, honestly. They got enough diehard fans down there that, you know what I mean, I get it. Like, L.A. is just up to five, whatever. It's not that far away. But it's just like, L.A. is a, either a Raiders town or it's a Rams town. Like, it's always been that, too. It's just like, the same. like I said, the same with the Clippers. It's like, LA don't really want y'all there, and they don't want to be there. But it's like, you know, like they said, Spanos didn't want to redo Qualcomm and all that. Hopefully this is a new start, new direction. He made the the decision to come down and fire the coach after that because after they scored them garbage-time touchdowns and Staley had a smile on his face, I thought he was around to stay. I literally, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. By the Raiders letting y'all score or getting burnt or whatever you want to call it, I was like, that's going to give him a reprieve. Like, oh, we still had a chance. Like I said, if it would have happened early in the season, you know, because when it happened to us, I wanted to clean house. But obviously it was week three. That was, I was on, you know, that was my, the fandom in me. And it was just like, everybody must go type, the fire sale type thing, right? But this is late in the season and the right time to make a change is now. And they did it. So shout out to the Chargers on that. Now we'll see what type of, the, the general manager search and the head coaching search because they got the quarterback in place. I mean, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, so. But next I want to talk about, of course, that was a Thursday game, so I want to talk about uh Saturday. And I want to talk about my Broncos. It was, and I was on, like I said, uh, I think the last episode I did, we started our winning streak, like, in the middle of my hiatus. I was taking a break from, like, social media and everything. So, like, just for my own discipline, I wasn't doing shows because I didn't want to. I I could say, like, oh, I'll just promote my show and then I'll hop off Facebook. I'll hop off Instagram or whatever. But, you know, you get caught up watching a reel here or there and then you'll be stuck in it. So, I was just like, I left it alone. So, it just happens. It just so happens that's when we started our turnaround. And I know... People probably expected me to get on here and be like, see, I told y'all we back, blah, 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 Super Bowl and all. Like, nah, I ain't that type of fan. I literally watched the game and I know what's 
in our wins, we ran the football effectively, which we didn't do against the Lions and we didn't do against the Texans. And then Russ made his spectacular plays on third down, which I don't agree with. I mean, I understand. I don't want to abandon the run because it helped us a lot. But you can do a lot of things to substitute the run as well. You can do drill break screens, little pop passes. Um, our our receivers, they're good at the jet sweeps and everything like that. Get the ball in Jerry Judy's hands. And in the open field, he's a monster. You might not. But see, one thing I noticed about Russ that I don't like, and I know I've, I've piled on Russ a lot, and rightfully so, but I'll give him credit too because it's not just – but the one thing I don't like, and I get it, it's always been his game because it was even like that in Seattle. He looks for the big chunk play and the the deep ball all the time. And it's like, and they, they set a crazy stat. And and it, hearing it from a Sean Payton coach team was kind of crazy because you think about Sean Payton and you think about how he was with Jimmy Graham and even like how he used Taysom Hill when he had him. And it's like the Broncos has the most underutilized tight end at the tight end position in all of the NFL. And it that tells me either you're checking down to the running back or you're looking for the deep pass to, I mean, Sutton is probably, and maybe Humphrey. Sutton, Humphreys, and Mims is probably our deep threats because you haven't really been able to connect with Jerry Judy. I don't know. That connection is not there. But I went back and looked at some of Jerry Judy's tape from college at Alabama, and it's a lot of those intermediate routes that kind of like the 49ers run, like out of the West Coast offense, like the shallow crosses. Get the ball in his hands and let him work his magic, but it's like you have to be able to go through your progression. And it's like Russ, like looking through, looking at the tape of even the Lions game, it was so many underneath passes where he could have just hit that and got the first down. Got out of bounds. It was just like, but that spectacular play, it was like, it's enticing. It's very enticing. And I believe, like, of course, I could sit here and be like, okay, we dropped, we drove the ball down the field, and we was right there, and he fumbled, and it took the morale of the team. But my thing is this. First downs are very important because, number one, it allows your defense to rest up. But then you're able to – it's not always you're not gonna be able to score every time. And if you know that and if you know your defense is your best unit, which it is, now this is the Broncos defense I grew up watching. Like no matter what our offense has ever looked like, whether it was Trevor Simeon and the Paxton Lynch, uh Kyle Orton, whoever our quarterback was, Tim Tebow even, our defense was always solid. So that's what made that seventy that made it made it sting because it was like this is not what I'm used to seeing. If my defense can't even hold me down and keep me in games, this season is a wash. And then, like I said, we turned it around. But you got to be able to play the position game as well. So you got to get a few first downs, even if you got to play the field goal game. Like, you know what I mean? We got one of the best kickers in the league, and he's doing good right now. I mean, he's doing good, like, as far as this season, especially, you know, 40 yards and in. I want to say he missed probably one field goal the whole season one or two field goals the whole season. And he's a Sean Payton guy because he was in New Orleans, so it's cool. But, Russ, you got to we're, – we're in a playoff race right now. So we're we going to need some help because we didn't take care of our business, which is it kind of – but we shouldn't even be here. So we could – so we could hang our hat on that. But just – I mean, I know Sean Payton's probably going to have a good practice plan again because I think next we got the – 
Patriots, but you can't. It's any given Sunday. You can't take. Well, in this case, is it on Sunday? It's on Christmas Eve. Whatever day Christmas Eve is, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when you're so busy, y'all, you miss the actual days of the week. But we play the Patriots on Christmas Eve, right? So it's next week. Our next game is against the Patriots. And naturally, it'd be like, okay, you will mark them off as a as a W. But no, I don't want to do that. I want to take every game like it's, like it's the Chiefs. Treat every team from now on like it's the Chiefs because we got the Patriots, then we got the Chargers, and then we got close out with the Raiders and those are two division games so they're always and then like the Raiders are still fringe in the hunt we're still in the hunt so it may or may not they may be able to knock us out or they might be able to leap depending on how the next couple weeks um come to play especially if they can beat the Chiefs I hope they do you know more personal but also for the standings I hope they're able to knock them off for your boy but yeah before I get off my Broncos, I got to give a shout-out to my bro, Bernardo, too, man. We made a bet. Uh, when we um, we signed Sean Payton, and it was this thing on Instagram. I had commented under it, and he's like, man, I bet you the Broncos won't win six games. And, you know, at first you're thinking, like, oh, he just he just talking shit. He just joking, whatever. He's like, so I hit him up. He like, I right, put 50 on it. Like, all right, bet. Put 50 on it. Like, all right, so. we But this is like. And all, this is right when we signed Sean Payton. So it's early. So I'm like, so we don't talk about it no more. Then this, so I'm like, man, we won in five. So I'm like, let me go on and put, I ain't going to lie, y'all. I'm like, let me go on and put this to the side. So I can pay bro as soon as we can't win, you know, seven games no more. As soon as we get to that threshold to where we didn't got enough losses to where we can't at least get seven wins. Oddly enough. We got seven wins, not not our last game, but the game before. So I hit him up, like, yo, hey, that's more than six. You know what I mean? Luckily we didn't put a playoff bet on it, bro. I might have to I might have to give you your get back uh next season. I mean, even though your Niners I got your Niners, you know, going to the Super Bowl and it looks like my uh predictions it looks like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, by the way it looks. But yeah, shoot. Hey, man, we made that bet, so salute to you, a real one. Hey, he paid his bet. Hey, he was a man of his word. Like, he did that, you know what I mean? So I got to give my bro a shout-out on that. Like, hey, your Niners is doing their thing. I will give them credit on that. I picked them to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not budging off that. Well, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, not win it. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I haven't picked my winner yet, though. I picked the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. And against the Ravens, I picked, I mean, you know, people probably like, oh, but you're a Bronco fan. Yeah, so what? If you thought that I thought that we was going to get Sean Payton and just be, no. Because after the rust I saw last year, I needed to see. And we've seen a better rust, so I'm happy with what I'm seeing. But I don't live in mediocrity, so I know. So I'm not a delusional fan, you know, like a lot of y'all. You know, Cowboy fans, most of y'all Niner fans, y'all move off delusion. You know what I mean? But, so I got. Like I said, I got the Niners and I got the Ravens coming out the AFC and I look like a genius so far. You know what I mean? That's where it's going to go. We're going to get the, I mean, last time they played was the Harbaugh and uh, the Ravens had to turn the lights out on the Niners. Hopefully they could beat them without having to do that this year. So it ain't no controversy with that, but, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but that, with that being said, before I give the Niners they props for dominating, of course, I got to talk about how the Cowboys got their ass whooped yesterday. <laughs> Last night, rather. I mean, 
they ruined a lot of people's Sunday dinner. Because I know, you see, the thing about it is, and I was laughing with my mom while we was watching the game, and even my grandma, because my grandma kept saying, and mind you, bro, my grandma, she in her 90s. My grandma is such a blessing. My grandma was 92 years old, bro. She watched the game. She's very alert. She knows what's going on. And she kept, she kept, I was watching the game with her. Uh, we was in my mom's. My mom got a Raider room, so we was in there, which used to be my old bedroom. Uh, we was uh, watching the game, and she kept turning to me. Tremaine, why the Cowboys ain't doing nothing? Tremaine, why the Cowboys ain't doing nothing? She just kept asking me that. And I was like, I don't know, Grandma. And then I finally said, well, Grandma, they don't ever do nothing, so it, it, it's all right. And she, but they won. She said, but they won last, um, she's like, but they won last week. I said, yeah, but that's all they care about. All they wanted to do was beat the Eagles. They don't care about nothing else. And she was like, oh, okay. It was just so funny because, like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, shout out to the Bills, though, man, because they, they, I mean, I picked the Bills uh, in our pool, so shout out to y'all to, uh, on that for getting that dub. Even though it didn't help me out, I'm not in the running, y'all, to get to the end, so I'm kind of bummed out about that. But the Bills showed me something because I've been hard on Josh Allen. I've been tough on Josh Allen. Uh, all season, and and my bro, like we we, it's conversations we didn't had about it. He's like, man, you kind of you dismissing him. Like, nah, Josh Allen. I'm like, bro, I'm just going off this season. We update resumes over here. He lead the league in picks early in the season. I didn't like they was hyping him up. Like, you know, him versus Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. They was putting him. They was putting him in that that realm. And I'm like, I just don't see it because at some point the results gotta, you know what I mean? The the results gotta show. I mean, Joe Joe Shiesty at least made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but he took his team there. Patrick Mahomes, we know his resume. Was Josh Allen's resume cover boy? But with that being said, he switched it up. He used his legs a lot more. And then James Cook was a monster. The whole game. And it was the run game, and that's how you – it was smart because that's how you neutralize Michael Parsons. You keep Dak Prescott on the sideline, and Dak is having an MVP caliber season this year. I'm not going to pile on him on that. And, yeah, I know he threw a pick, but it was, like, late in the game. But – and it was, the game was already out of hand, so I don't, I'm not really taking too much stock in that. You know what I mean? I don't know how it will affect his stock as far as, like, going forward with the MVP and everything, but – but yeah, uh, Minnesota, and then my bro, he texted, not Minnesota, uh, Buffalo. Uh, my bro texted me because I was thinking, I was like, man, he, he might have been on to something. Like Josh Allen, he he might be actually figuring this thing out. And right when I was, I was, I was picking up my phone, and he texted me like, hey, looks like Josh Allen is back. And I'm like, man, I was like, okay, they running the ball. You know what I mean? They're taking the ball out of his hands because my thing was the interception. It was never about his talent. It was just like what I was seeing this season, right? So I was just like, hey, if they're going to keep running the ball, playing ball control football, I mean, that that's the way to dominate, especially against uh, the Cowboys because they have Michael Parsons, who is a straight beast, and that's the way to neutralize him and Demarcus Lawrence. Just run the ball. Run the ball straight at him, and it was giving them a lot of problems. I mean, you can't sack a quarterback that don't got the ball, so it was good to see. Of course, Stephon Diggs made um, – a few spectacular catches like he always does. It kind of sucks because it would have been cool to see the matchup with him and his brother, 
with his brother being one of the best DBs in the league, uh, Trayvon Diggs, uh, get healthy soon. Like I said, I, like I always say, I don't want to see nobody get healthy. If you've ever played sports and you've ever been injured or hurt, you know what it's like. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, so I don't know. Like, with the Niners, the way they dominated, the Eagles will see what they do tonight. Stay lion-hearted. All right, my bad, y'all. I got cut off there for a second, but, yeah. But yeah, man, it, it was a uh, it was a wild game, like I was saying, uh, with the Bills and the Cowboys. But I don't know, I it just looked to me like they looked disinterested after winning that big game with the Eagles. But what they did was by taking that loss, it not only helped the Buffalo Bills, which sucks for me, it helped them with their playoff chances. But it also kept the Eagles in play for the number one seed in the NFC. So we'll see how that play out, and they basically have a stranglehold on the division if they can win tonight now if they lose tonight then it's a conversation we'll have to revisit but we'll just see how it go even though in the nfc right now the niners look like they're in the driver's seat and it don't look like nobody can stop them but yeah with that being said though just to talk about that um it ain't really much like they played the cardinals division game i thought it was going to be kind of competitive they kept it competitive early but then the niners just showed who they are at at you know, as the game went on. And there's, like, this kind of internal debate between, like, Niner fans, and even non-Niner fans, but it's, like, with the whole MVP thing. Because that, at this point, that's what you, that's the only conversation left as far as that. Yeah, they want to wrap up the number one seed, and that would be cool to get the bye. But I feel like even if they don't, they got enough weapons and they got enough horses where I don't really, I don't see nobody in the NFC that can match that. Like, you know what I mean? Because the way the Eagles' defense look and their running game is so dangerous, and we saw the Cowboys' running defense get exposed. So it's like, like, damn, what do you do to stop this juggernaut? So the real conversation for that team is just, like, the MVP. Now, me personally, from knowing the impact of this player and, like, what he was for his previous team and what he is now, I would give the MVP to Christian McCaffrey. I understand, like, Brock Purdy mania with him being Mr. Irrelevant and everybody's in love with Brock Purdy, and I'm not diminishing him as a player. What he's doing is dope. The scouts are an idiot. He should not have been Mr. Irrelevant. But at the same time, I saw those three middle games that he lost when a lot of the key weapons was missing. And if you that dude at the quarterback position, you got to at least go two and one. I'm not saying you got to win all those games, but you got to show and prove. I mean, to be the MVP, I mean, we talking about Peyton Manning. We talking about Tom Brady. We talking about Lamar Jackson, like Drew Brees. We, those are the type of quarterbacks we talking about. John Elway, Dan Marino. Steve Young, Joe Montana, Rich Gannon back in the day. Like, you, like, is he that? I don't know. Or is it the weapons? I would say it's the weapons. And I'm not saying that, like, because, of course, you need good players to win in the, in the NFL, in any sport. 
No one does it by themselves. But just speaking honestly, to me, he's a really good point guard. I'm going to equate it to basketball. I love basketball, so I'm going to equate it to basketball. He's Steve Nash, but he ain't Steph Curry. Steve Nash fed Amari Stoudemire, fed Matrix, Sean Marion, Joe Johnson, Quentin Richardson. When he got them two MVPs, he had a whole host of people around him. Before that, he had Big Dirk in Dallas. Uh, Josh Howard, McDaniel, uh, McDaniel, Jason Terry. He had all these people. He had the weapons he was able to feed. We see what Steph Curry got to deal with right now. And what he he's still that dude. He's still him. Bob Curry wasn't him when the weapons wasn't there. So, now, if... Let's. I was having a conversation with my bros yesterday. Cause two of them are Niner friends. One of them was Cowboy, Cowboy fan. Shout out to Noe Edgar. Um, and we were sitting and Pablo as well. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy Pablo. Cause you know, but I had to tell him like, you can't. You can't is it delusion or is it fact? Because I was like, being a fan is one thing, but knowing the game is a whole nother. And it's like. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but look at the weapons he got around him. And when them key weapons was gone, he didn't he couldn't win y'all games. And they weren't all gone. Just a few of the key weapons were gone. But some of Kittle was still there. McCaffrey was still there. Trent Williams was out. Debo was out. Ayuk was still there. You still had you still had the defense. The defense is, is great. It was still there. But he just couldn't make them on-time big throws when it mattered most. And they, they, they had a three-game skid in the middle of the season. I, we watched it. So, with all the good that's going on, we can't, we can't just dismiss that. Like, we was talking about the MVP, and I was telling my bro, I was like, yo, it's political. You got to think about that, too. Like, after what happened last night, I don't think you can give it to Dak Prescott. Even though I'm not saying it was completely his fault, the reason why the Cowboys lost is just the way it looks. Like, MVP lost like that? that You know what I mean? And they gave it to Lamar. Lamar done already had it and didn't do nothing in the playoffs. So it's like, do we want our league MVP sitting at home? See, the thing about it is they're comf- they was comfortable giving it to Patrick Mahomes because they knew most of the time Patrick Mahomes is going to at least be there in the Final Four or he's going to be there in the end in the Super Bowl game itself. So it's all strategic when it comes to them awards. Now, I did say this. I would give Brock Purdy Offensive Player of the Year, but I wouldn't give him the MVP. If I give somebody the MVP from that team, it's Christian McCaffrey because he does everything. He runs. He receives. His yards from scrimmage yards is through the roof. I think he had a, over 200 yards from scrimmage yet, just yesterday. And it's like he went on a, a deep post route like a wide receiver. Better than most wide receivers do it. And he wasn't offsides. <laughs> had to take the little shot at the Chiefs. <laughs> but, yeah. he um. So, yeah, you got to think of it like that. 
So don't take critique as hate. I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this, especially from the Niner fans. I am not hating on Brock Purdy. He's doing his thing. But he's just a good point guard right now. He's Steve Nash, but he ain't Steph Curry. So stop talking about him like he's Steph Curry. We can talk about him like he's Steve Nash, though. And that ain't bad, because Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, even though he did still an MVP from Shaq and MVP from Kobe. But that's a different story for another day. But I'm just saying, he's Steve Nash, but he ain't Steph Curry. It's a, it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen that's making that recipe taste good. You know what I'm saying? They making sure he don't oversalt his food. Or they're making sure he brings salt, period, I should say. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know. But, yeah, it's just like, it's it's crazy, though. But, uh, once again, and then Lamar doing his thing on the other side over in AFC. They won a big game against the Jaguars. Got to say sorry to my sister. They beat the shit out of y'all. I know that's your team, but they beat the shit out of y'all. So, I I, I got gratitude in that. So it was it was cool to see, and it, like I said, that's my Super Bowl pick: the Niners versus the Ravens. So right now I look like a fucking genius, and I ain't mad at it. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad at it, but I don't know what we gonna see tonight: Seattle versus the Eagles. Are we really gonna? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It depends on Jalen Hurts. If the backup is in there. It's not going to have that same feel. And it's kind of like, I feel like, I know everybody got to have a Thursday game. I know everybody got to have a Monday night game. But NFL, you got to start using that flex. Use the flex emoji on them, dog. You got to start moving games around because we don't want to see. Like, honestly, I would for Monday night, I could have watched that Jacksonville and Ravens game for Monday night if you could have switched it around. It was cool that it was Sunday night. But you could have had you could have had the Cowboys Sunday night, had the Niners game as the game of the week. You got to start moving around to what your audience is because, man, it it just it was funny. Like Thursday night, normally the Thursday nights are because it's a quick turnaround. The games aren't exciting, but it was cool to see that bloodbath for me because I get anytime I get to laugh at the Chargers is great. So I'm not I wasn't mad at that. Like you know I mean, yeah, it was the Raiders, but still I got to laugh at the Chargers, so it was cool. But yeah, we gotta we gotta do something about the scheduling, especially going down the stretch. Put the teams that, especially the ones that got something to do with the playoffs, put them in the right position so we all can watch them around the country. Because a lot of people, they don't really know what a lot of these teams like. Before I get up out of here, it was a few uh, surprising wins. Uh, the Browns with Joe Fluco, I mean Flacco, he keeps. Uh, Hey man, he keep on keeping on, bro. And he got the he got the Browns uh locked in a wild card spot as of right now. And it's just it's just crazy to see. And the one that surprised me the most was um the Houston Texans. I mean, I, I was guaranteed without they phenom and CJ Stroud. That's a quarterback I love. That's my rookie of the year. Like, I'm a CJ Stroud fan. It was hard. Seeing him go against my Broncos, it was it was very difficult for me because I was like I said I love my team, but that player is just like you know I I kind of envisioned him in blue and orange in a little bit. I know it probably won't ever happen, but that's the that's the type of I'm like that's the type of quarterback I want. That's the, no no shot to us, but that's the type of quarterback I, I, that we need to find a young energetic quarterback that's up that got next that didn't have yesterday that got tomorrow. But yeah, they they pulled out a win. 
it sucks for me because I would be in the player. I would be in for the money for the playoff. I mean, playoff pool for our weekly pool. If it wasn't for uh, Fairbairn, who who came back after a quad injury and didn't skip a beat, and he hit the game winner, and it was exciting. So it was like, and it, one thing about that too, it's it's always no matter how the game goes within the first quarter or the first three quarters, or whatever. In that end, that last hour, if you watch uh, NFL Red Zone, they call it the witching hour. That witching hour is, is something crazy because you could be leading the whole morning. You could be looking at your uh, picks and everything. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Then all of a sudden, red alert, red alert. This happened. This happened. This happened. So it keeps it exciting. You know what I mean? I know it's a few people out there that ain't got over the, got over the hump yet that ain't won yet. And they kind of, but it keeps it exciting, man. It keeps us all in it. We all dedicated to it, so it's dope. My mom do a good job uh, with it, so yeah. I mean, even though it was mine at first, and I'm glad she took it over because she actually made it better, so I will give her credit on that. I think she's in the running for it, so if she get it right before Christmas, I ain't going to complain because it might help me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, man, that's uh that's basically it. We'll see what we, we'll get tonight, and... um. I mean, uh, the it's a couple of bubble teams there, like the Rams, but they they need some help. They do they're doing they're doing a lot better. They're doing like my Broncos. I I hold the Rams and the Broncos in the same breath right now because that's what I see, like the way they turn it around. Because the way they look, they look like the bottom was gonna fall out. Now they have turned it around. So depends on how the rest of the NFC shaped out. It's a lot of injuries, a lot of quarterback injuries. So that's gonna affect it. It's a lot of backups that's that's like stepping up. So that's always good to see. You always got to be ready to play no matter what what goes on in the game. But, yeah, man, let's go Broncos. Let's get this playoff spot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cowboys, hey, maybe next week. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to – I'm not trying to rain on y'all parade, none, or nothing like that. It's just, like, it's always good. Because I got – like I was telling my mom, too, I was like, even with the loss, it's not like the fans are going to be quiet. They're still going to talk. Like, they still the greatest thing since sliced bread, even though they're not. So, that's why we just every now and then we tend to <laughs> at y'all expense. It's just so crazy. But yeah, I'm gonna get out of here like this though. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted. Lion Hearted Podcast.